Hello. It is September 12th. It is time for the Arts Report. CITR 101.9. Today on the Arts Report for September 12th, we will be discussing New Farms Festival. Evie Jane, Malcolm Levy, Nicholas Sassoon join us this week with Emma Gregory and Nicole Kai to talk about New Forms 12. Hello and welcome to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM on your dial or CITR.ca on the onlines. You can tweet us at CITR underscore Arts Report or Facebook us at Arts Report on CITR. And you can say hi to me on the street anytime. Don't be shy. So we have a really fun episode today. We decided to take a special look at the New Forms Festival. September is a huge month for amazing arts and music around the city. We have um, The Fringe, Olio, VIF is coming up. And, and we'll get to all of those. But we've done a lot on The Fringe so far and we'll continue to do so. But... I thought it would be nice to really take a look at one of the more avant-garde uh, arts festivals going on in the city right now. Something a little more sexy. But first up, um, we have uh, our bi-weekly feature, the UBC Arts Report with Nicole Kai. And she is going to be telling us a little bit about uh, one of the exhibitions that's happening on UBC campus right now. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for coming. Hi. Um, okay, so for this week's UBC Arts Report, um, we're going to focus on an event happening on campus right now. Um, it's at the Morris and Helen Balkan Art uh, Gallery, and it's called uh, Hail to the Destroyers. Um, it basically showcases work by this year's graduates of the UBC Master of Fine Arts program. Um, so the six artists are uh, Ali Hadi, Nali Caesar, Kevin Day, Yan Luo, Nathan McNinch, Ninch, and Lux Petrova. They use a variety of media to explore different themes, but they all infuse a sense of cynicism, um, supposedly as a response to the anxieties faced by artists today under the unstable social, economic, political climate. Um, so there were a few pieces that I liked, um, in particular um, Ali Ahadi's piece called uh, The Peta state of metamorphosis. Um, it's basically a plywood panel pierced with nails and they neatly spell the spell the text I have gotten so much better uh, I have gotten much better and the micro trip with the same text. Um, so the reason why it made such an impact on me is because um, I um, just had to notice the just the position between the two media. Um, one is a huge monolithic uh, plywood panel that you see um, right as you walk into the viewing room. And um, it's it has been pierced with the nail, so it can never recover to its original state, even if you try to take out the nail. So the message is forever there. And the other one is a microchip and Basically, the text is barely visible to the naked eye. And um, the fact that these two um, basically say the same text also kind of seem to create some sort of conflict because now the viewer is left to wonder which one is it that has gotten much better. And it's, it's just some, it feels like there's some sort of conflict. Um, Another one is by Nali Caesar. Um, it's a wood and durational performance piece. It's called Penetrations. And um, it was basically, it was made using materials that um, Nali had, the artist had purchased using the wages that she earned while working as a construction laborer in Vancouver throughout the summer. And it's a white wooden cube with holes drilled in them and um, wooden chips sticking out. The piece is an, a con constant state of being in a work in progress. And to me, it just made 
a really um, obvious connection between art and um, construction work um, because the white cube seems to represent gallery or art space and the drilled hole seems to suggest that the art space is either being destroyed or perhaps that the constant drilling and uh, construction itself could be a performance of art. Um, and lastly, there's Kevin Day's large um, insta installation called Con Slash Text. Um, it basically presents us with uh, handwritten codes that um, lie behind the Facebook site. So to view these codes, the viewer must physically move um, themselves from page to page or panel to panel and stand up and crouch down. Um, and this is markedly different from the way we're usually, um, we're used to being presented with these codes, which is usually just sitting in front of a computer, um, you know, having the codes themselves run through in front of us, we don't really have to move much. Um, so in this case, the code has been taken out of its context and so has the viewer, and which seems to, which also echoes, uh, echo with the title of the piece um, because the word context in the title is separated by a dash between the con and the text suggesting that when um, taken apart, the inherent context no longer exists. So, this exhibition runs until September 16th, which is this Friday, uh, this Sunday, sorry. And on this Friday, between 12.30 to 5.15, there will be a public critique with Raid Shear, who is the director, curator of the Presentation House Gallery in North Van. Admission is free, and once again, this is Hail to the Destroyers at the Morris and Helen Balkan Art Gallery on UBC campus. Thank you so much, Nicole. So Nicole is going to be here every two weeks, if not more, talking to us about what is happening on campus uh, at UBC in terms of the arts world. And yeah, check out Hail to the Destroyers. You can check out more information at belkin.ubc.ca. And uh, we will perhaps... Um, maybe have more about that later or maybe some of the other really cool things that are happening at the the Morrison Helen Belkin Gallery they do a lot of really cool things yep. thanks Nicole and admission is free and admission is free exactly so that's the best part <laughs> um so we are going to take a quick break and when we get back we will be talking about the new forms festival please 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 stay tuned CITR 101.9 CITR 101.9 FM 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 CITR Voices of UBC Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the Commercial Drive area at Audio Pile, Bone Rattle Music, High Life Records, and the People's Co-op Bookstore. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or check us out online at citr.ca. And we are back again, and this is the Arts Report on CITR 101.9, and today we are talking about new forms. Uh, what are new forms? Uh, well, in this situation, we're talking New Forms Festival 12, which is running uh, from its launch on September 13th. Uh, at 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then we'll be open completely from the 14th to the 16th and uh, at multiple campuses around uh, Vancouver. So you have the Great Northern Way uh, Center for Digital Media as well as the Waldorf Hotel and New Brighton Special at New Brighton Park. 
Uh, this year, part of the International Cities of Advanced Sound, or the ICAST initiative, um, the exhibition artists will address the theme of living labs. The New Forms Festival has been around about 12 years now. It was founded in 2000, and it's an attempt to connect local and international artists as well as uh, the public with new forms of art that are springing up not just in Vancouver but all around the world and it is bringing together the wicked cool the amazing music and the contemporary intellectual theory that I really love and I spoke briefly with Michael Levy who's the festival director about some of the goals of new forms and the theme this year Michael Levy co-founded the festival in 2000 and is an artist curator, uh, especially focused on video and film installation. Oh, did I say Michael? I said I have Malcolm written notice. Definitely Malcolm Levy. Um, so you can find him at malcolmlevy.net if you want to know his full biography. But he's worked at the O'Dane Gallery all the way to New York, where he was part of the Occupy Wall Street um, exhibition to Berlin at the Grimm Museum. He's presented at the Inter-Society for Electronic Arts in Jerusalem. He's brought his new media ideas all around the world. His most recent work was Passages in collaboration with Jeremy Greenspan of the Junior Boys. And uh, that was shown during the transmission conference in Victoria, British Columbia. So Malcolm also works with Kate Armstrong at his uh, revised projects. And we actually did... Uh, speak briefly about their work together when um, we discussed her work at the Unit Pit Gallery uh, Pathways earlier uh, in the summer. So he's a curator at heart and his uh, passion seems really to be connecting people with the uh, avant-garde and real world of contemporary new media art. And I spoke to him about what's evolved at New Forms since its first year, what parts of the Vancouver contemporary art scene uh, the fest interacts with, and how best to enjoy the New Forms experience. But we started with uh, a little bit about the theme, Living Labs. Well, absolutely. I mean, the theme for this year is Living Labs, and we have a number of artists sort of in residency setting up, taking this um, concept of a classroom and a school and really re-emerging and, and um, looking at different trajectories around that. So, I mean, everywhere you walk within this space, the hallway we're in now, you know, will be transformed into basically a projection hallway. Um, you know, if you go into those classrooms, I mean, each of those classrooms will be a different installation. I mean, completely transforming space, and dictating how that can happen for us is really important because it allows people to imagine beyond the norms. And I think this year's theme is really about that. Can you tell me a few things that have changed and evolved over the years and what's going to be different this year? The festival has grown a lot over the years and every year we evolve. And it's not just evolving in terms of size, it's just also evolving in terms of aesthetics, in terms of operations. To us, all of these things are sort of equally important and we put them all together to make the whole. Can you tell me a little bit about, in terms of contemporary art and in terms of digital art, um, what having a festival means to that practice versus perhaps having a group show? That's a great question. I mean, for us, having a contemporary art festival that looks at uh, different forms of installation art today, sculpture, um, you know, digital art, media art, robotics, design, projection, electronic music, and seeing that all sort of um, within one context for us is, um, is essential because within the festival world, you then bring in many different people to see a work. So, you know, at any normative gallery show, you might have the people from the gallery from a specific artist-run center and then maybe some people who are friends with the artist or the curator involved. And outside of that, outside of really special and incredible events like Swarm, which happens every year with the artist-run centers, you don't have the opportunity to really see um, a cross-section, if you will. And for us, we really feel that with regard to the contemporary art that we're showing here, it's really good to show it within a festival context. It brings people out. They're able to celebrate it. They're able to hang out and enjoy it, not just over the course of maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes like a gallery opening, but really throughout the entire day. Do you think the way that people come at the art is a little different because they're here for a festival versus a show? Do you think it's more participatory, perhaps? Well, absolutely. I mean, the participatory factor is huge within the work. It's huge within the overall experience. The audience is really crucial and key to the work as well. All of it sort of builds together. 
a lot of the work really is dictated by audience involvement, audience participation, and also that energy that, that, that happens within it. I mean, here we encourage all the artists to stay for the weekend, hang out with the audience, and people really have an experience where a lot of artists will come from out of town as well as musicians to hang out and see who's going to be here, knowing that within New Forms is the kind of thing that is a full weekend, and everyone sort of has a full experience around that. I'm interested in what facet of the local Vancouver scene that you really think is strongest at New Forms and what New Forms, how New Forms participates in the, in the contemporary art scene and the electronic music scene in, in mm -hmm. Vancouver. Yeah, I would say the two places that we really, um, we really look to um, is electronic music, absolutely, as well as contemporary visual art, new media art, sound art, um, very sort of emerging art forms a lot of the time, looking at contemporary digital art. But it's really looking at um, a lot of newer aesthetics and really sort of what is happening right now, not just here, but in other places around the world. Um, and for me, within the Vancouver art scene, I mean, there's a huge, you know, there's a huge amount of incredible, you know, emerging artists right now in the city. And what I find really interesting is every year we're able to look to... Um, you know, different traditions um, and new takes on different traditions that come out and expose themselves from new forms. I have to be really clear about something. For us, contemporary art in new forms of it doesn't necessarily have to necessitate, say, technology. It's really about the conceptual framework around what one is doing. And for me, I think that's something that's very um, representative of the Vancouver art community as a whole and really important. And I think it's something that the artist-run centers, uh, the different schools, the different curatorial practices, all sort of represent the city. And it's, it's something that makes very, Vancouver very special. I mean, what I would really encourage people is to come for the weekend. We really curate the entire festival like a narrative itself. And I would encourage people to come from the opening on Thursday through till Sunday at New Brighton Park with the daytime exhibitions and the nighttime, um, the nighttime performances at Great Northern Way, because it really is curated and um, conceived of as a narration, as a piece, as a narrative itself. So it's essential that we're able to um, tell that story. And I think one thing that comes out of doing a festival is that you are able to tell those particular stories and narratives. And for us, that's something that's really special and really unique about the festival. Thank you so much, Malcolm, for speaking to the Airs Report. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you, Malcolm, for joining us. I know that he was very, very busy. We actually met at Great Northern Way Campus, and I got to kind of poke around a little bit in the uh, building as things are still being constructed. And as he mentioned, it really is an immersive experience. So while we will be talking about some picks for uh, the festival, we have Emma Gregory in... Studio. Hi, Emma. Hi, Megan. And she's going to be talking uh, a little bit later about some of the things she's excited about seeing. But, um, you know, show up, walk through the space because they're building it right, right now. They're setting up the installations and it looked really, really interesting. And I'm excited to uh, start looking at some of the goods tomorrow. It's like free and it's after six. Yeah, exactly. It's very accessible. So one of the artists, one of the specimens in this living lab that they're setting up is the Ev is Evie Jane. Evelyn Mason and Jeremiah Klein from Canada. I'm listening to a little bit of Say So in the background. And Emma, you recently spoke to these two badasses and... Tell us a little bit, uh, we actually both spoke to them, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, that. Uh, Evelyn and Jeremiah, I've seen around for a while, I think I've seen Jeremiah around for a bit longer, mostly at the Red Gate. I'd say they're pretty, pretty rad mouthpiece for the Vancouver bass scene, and they seem to like incorporate a lot of like, just the style and the movement of, of the time when we all hung out at the Red Gate, and that's really cool. And they're both super nice. And so we got to talk to them, and here is the interview. We are Evelyn, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, Evelyn, my, that's my name. Um, yeah, so we started about a year ago. Um, our first show was at New Forms, actually. 
we kind of started out um how do we start we actually started kind of two years ago jeremiah gave me the uh the beat like the the backing track for say so and at that time he called it like dante or something random like that <laughs> just random yeah. and i thought it was really cool i liked i liked like the kind of darkness of it he said he made it like five years ago and just it never came to anything because he really wanted a vocalist and i just kind of came up with like a couple little lines and um and he really thought they were superb <laughs> and then um i guess after that it took me a really long time to finish that song, actually, because I just got really sidetracked and I couldn't get back into it. And then, like, six months later, on you the way... On tour. Yeah, I went on tour. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I went on tour um, doing backup singing. Yeah, I'm a backup singer, and I got moves. How does it feel to be labeled as pop music? Does it make sense to you? Yeah, I think it definitely makes sense. Um, I come from total pop background, like... I really, really love pop music. I definitely feel like there's, I'm always thinking in pop in, in like things that are going to stick with me. And that hookiness is just kind of, that's what I aim for in every song because, yeah, for sure. It's not like, you're, you like pop, you're stupid. Like, I think that's pretty outdated. I don't know. I like melody, but I also like being a little bit twisted too. So I think that there's, it's nice to have like a different, flavor but definitely you know I, obviously who doesn't like melody or something you can sing along to you know we all have tons of songs in our head you know from our lives that we can sing and it's because they're so you have like a few vocal effects on your voice like echoes and stuff who does that you or jeremiah i have a vocal processor so i do it cool i kind of cycle through them all in different ways uh different times there's like a double effect and then there's um, obviously reverb and delay and stuff I do most of that I think Jeremiah and a couple songs will like delay my vocals and stuff like that yeah, we have live looping I do that too yeah, the, I guess live we're still kind of working out what equipment we want to use in a live setting but um, right now it kind of changes a little bit you know with every show as, as we work it out but right now we use uh, an old Juno uh, synth and a guitar, and then a, a drum machine, and a, which is also a sampler. Oh, sweet. Uh, so, you know, I can make the beats on that and sample whatever, and it kind of is like our brain <laughs> for the whole thing, and then we just play along with what is sort of programmed and sequenced, but then I can also mess around with that. Um, it's a really morphable uh, drum machine. It's called an Octatrack, and I think it's rad it's so good who did your video because it kicks ass thanks thanks um our friend jason myers uh directed it and he edited it so myself and uh evie's brother and jason all shot it together yeah so. it, we went to my friend our friends mutual friends farm in the kootenays where i grew up and it's just like this really weird like mystical sexy like weird farm it's not even like it's not like it's not like country living farm yeah, it's yeah. like it's white crow, white crow oh, farm yeah. that's where we shot it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do your guys is do you have any plans do you have any like crazy ideas that you are willing to share and not keep secret mm. yes we are well okay imminently we're going to pop montreal which is in september last week of september it's the week after new forms yeah. yeah the week after new forms that's really going to be fun we're doing a, a showcase with hybridity which is a vancouver a vancouver label um are you on hybridity no no okay no. at this point we haven't we haven't decided on what we what label we're going to go with uh how we're going to proceed for the album um but yeah, so that's one thing. We want to, I don't know, we're feeling very ambitious, but also I just want to write. Like, that's like something, I just want to write a lot and kind of focus on that mainly. Is it, I, I don't like the idea of being like, called like dark R&B forever. I just don't. All right, tell us about New Forms, because it sounds really exciting this year and it's been getting like better and better and like, I don't know, I'm so stoked about it this year. New Forms is so, so classy. It's so, so classy. I love it. There's just like, there's so much to look forward to and they, they are doing such a, 
bang up job of just being like on their shit and just they like last year was so much such a good sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it was just um I feel like they they bring in so many people like it's like a huge lineup of a really um up and coming up and coming kind of just like yeah I guess yeah. it is underground they're not people that are like yeah I'm super, I'm super <laughs> stoked that actress is playing yeah it's like saw him oh god really yes. awesome yeah. super trippy yeah there's just so much so much like great taste basically like it's just like yeah. s- like mad nerd music but it's just so I was really excited um, what was it? It sounds like you kind of really got started at New Forms, like yeah. really punched it. So um, what was that experience like and what do you anticipate being similar or different this year? Yeah, I think one thing, like after right after the show, I like walked out and like Andrew Rice, who's um, a writer. He's a, what is he? He's a writer for Pitchfork. He's a staff writer on Resident Advisor. He's like, I love you. <laughs> and he was like super stoked and I was I, I was like very very like surprised and super flattered and that kind of he he did a lot for us I think like um kind of just pushing it along I guess and kind of he wrote about he wrote about us or he like mentioned us on accelerator and it was just kind of like yeah that was like our first show too which was so it was super really nice are there any artists that you're stoked on for the festival? Oh gosh, um, I, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna make. I want to make a point of seeing like everything. <laughs> Actress, obviously, love, loves. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of our friends. I'm stoked to see Lego Welt and uh, oh, what's her name? Minimal Tapes, Veronica Vasica. I want to go to that. She's just like this this woman that just like super goes really deep and finds all these super minimal like 80s synth tapes from like long long like oh, just yeah. like deep I like unknown oh I and then puts them out on her, her, on her actually yeah no oh it's called minimal wave i think that's what her label is called and she just finds like really old like random tapes like from you know like from the 80s that mm nobody thought anyone would hear that like she'd, she'll be like I can I put this out on my le- on my label and they're like what like how did you find that like I'm a police officer now like jamming it out jamming So right now from their soundcloud.com slash heavy heavy and we were we were just like slow jamming it up tell uh tell me a little bit about this actress that we're hearing about from from evie jane and from pretty much everyone can you hear me right now yeah i can uh actress kicks ass he uh he makes acid sometimes. The song I picked to play is called New. It's from his third album, R.I.P. It's not like totally characteristic, I'd say, of like what he usually does. It's usually a lot more percussive, but I saw him play in Detroit. It's really trippy. He uh, he has a habit of making you remember things that you don't even remember. That's awesome. I, I We're going to play a little bit of Actress right now. This is New. And you can uh, get it on the new album, uh, Rip? R.I.P. R.I.P. Maybe it's Rip. I never heard anybody say it out loud. Okay, well, we all learned something. Please uh, tweet at CITR underscore arts report um, to tell me whether or not I said that wrong. And uh, we're going to listen to a little actress. And uh, we're going to slow jam a little bit. And then when we come back from a break, we will talk to Nicholas Sassoon about wallpapers which will be projected uh, at the Great Northern Way campus while you're checking out all the other amazing music and multimedia acts. Please enjoy Actress. 
it's almost impossible to get a clear picture of what's really going on. We are trapped within the logic of capitalism, leaving us unable to imagine what comes next. The Extra Environmentalist brings the perspectives of people who can see the whole picture and are ready for whatever comes our way. Tune in to The Extra Environmentalist every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM. This is the viewpoint that makes all places the same to you. CITR and AMS events are proud to present the return of our Live at Lunch concert series. Over the first two weeks of September, you'll be able to hear and see Capital Six, The Ruffled Feathers, Hot Panda, and more live in the CITR Lounge. For all the details, search Live at Lunch on Facebook or go to citr.ca. Brought to you by The Morning After Show, Dunkin' Donuts, The Student Special Hour, and CITR 101.9 FM. And that was not only some advertisements, but the acid-y, like, water sounds of Actress New. And we have Emma tip-tapping in the background there, looking up lots of information, just swearing on air. I turned your mic on, by the way. Hello. (laughs) No, we're just, uh, you know, I always love having guests on the Arts Report because we just hang out. What do you think we're doing while you're listening to these amazing interviews, (laughs) etc.? So another, uh, so that's a- actress. They're from the UK, and another interesting uh, artist from originally from France, but has been living in Vancouver. So Vancouver-based artist who will be uh, not performing, but rather projecting at the New Forms Festival is Nicholas Sassoon, and he uh, can be found at nicholassassoon.com. And also, youmakemesohappy.blogspot.ca. And you can check out more about Wallpapers at the New Forms Festival website or at wallpapers.net. And what we're listening to in the background there is Tremblexi, which is Sarah's band. Now, Sarah is also part of Wallpapers. It's a collaborative project between Sarah Ludi, Nicholas Sassoon, and Sylvain Sely. And it's a catalog of digital patterns created by the artist, exhibited online at wallpapers.net. And they also project in real time at places um, so far in New York and now uh, in Vancouver. And his work is animated, GIF-based. And he also did the music video for the uh, Tremblexi song that we're doing right now, Magmatic. And it'll remind you a lot of 16-bit games, sometimes architectural drawings, or sometimes even just the patterns that you see both in nature and in technology. He graduated with an MFA in Fine Arts and New Media, and then he moved to Vancouver. We talk about uh, his intentions with his work, his current work, and his wallpaper installation at New Forms. Uh, Even though it's very simple, his work is very evocative. You should definitely check it out yourself. Um, But the simplicity really belies the serious and also lighthearted theory behind it and the real interaction with the real world that he does build into his work. I'm going to play you the first uh, seven minutes or so uh, of a really interesting conversation about digital art and um, new media and new contemporary art in general in Vancouver and around the world. And as I mentioned, if you'd like to learn more about his work or maybe look at it while you're listening to this interview, uh, please check out nicholassassoon.com. There's a couple of series there you might be interested in, objects, patterns, studies. And also, in honor of Vancouver, I think, even though it's actually uh, based on a city far, far away, the green city between sky and sea. So here is the very lovely Nicholas Sassoon speaking about uh, his work in France and now in Vancouver. Animated GIFs and and work online is that I moved to Vancouver four years ago and I just graduated from art school in France. And when I moved here, I rented a space that had a a studio space, but basically the only equipment I had was my computer. 
So I started uh, making a lot of uh, preparatory drawings on my computer for projects that would be sculptures or would be videos or would be installations. And because I didn't really have the money to make the projects themselves, <laughs> I would spend a lot of time on the preparatory drawings and making 3D models of them. Oh, it's going to look like this. It's going to look like that. And I mean, at some point it became almost the, the, the focus of my work. It, it almost became more interesting than making the actual installations, the actual sculptures. So I had all these animations on my computer that I really enjoyed, but I didn't know what to do with them. And then I, I found uh, online a few websites from different artists that are posting their animations online. I was like, well, I should do the same. And I started doing that and I had a good feedback. So that's how it just started. And as far as the process goes, it's really, I mean, it really depends on the, on the animation or on the work itself. I work with very uh, mainstream programs. I work with, you know, Photoshop, Flash, uh, the video editing programs that everybody uses. There's not like a secret programs that I use that nobody else knows. It's really super mainstream programs. What was your education in, in France? Like, what was your focus? Uh, I graduated an MFA in uh, fine arts and new media in a, in, a, in an art school in France, Ecole des Beaux-Arts, in the southwest of France. And right after that, I moved to Vancouver. Were you intending to kind of work more with the fine arts and with the more maybe physical arts? And it, or or yeah, what, was, was, what was the new media aspect going to be? Well, the new media aspect of uh, my school was uh, to work on interactive installations that involves a lot of programming, that involves working with technicians and programmers that are going to do like the technical part of your installation or but getting involved with uh, with works that engage with technology in a very um, like in a very high level way like very like always working with new programs new sensors things like that and I mean I really enjoyed it when I was in art school but when when I got out of art school I didn't have access to like the tech guy and to all the programs and to all the knowledge and to all the funds to do it and I think the core of my work was more something way more simple more like like you're going to paint or doodle on a piece of paper well that's what I do when I'm on my computer I always like I I mean I've been working on on Photoshop for like 20 years now or something so it's it's it it has become a, a natural thing it's like an extension like a pencil is an extension too yeah yeah it's it, it's like that but it's like a very different extension <laughs> yeah. when i tell people i'm doing computer drawings they're like how can you draw on a computer and it's true like i mean you you have your mouth and your mouse repeats something on the screen so it's not like it's not really drawing per se it's like you don't feel the paper and everything but there's i mean there's an analogy i think and and there's also a like you get you get used to your tools and at some point you develop this relationship with them where you're very natural and you're very uh, instinctual with what you do with them mm -hmm. so yeah originally i had like a very high tech new technology formation and i think when i was out of school i went back to way more essential and sort of not as high-tech things mm -hmm. to do my work. Looking at your work, it's almost as if this almost analog, graphic, architectural, like, you can really mm -hmm. see in it the hand work, I guess, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. That really makes sense now, hearing a little bit more about, about how you do it. Tell me a little bit about the Wallpapers project. So Wallpapers is a collaboration between three Vancouver artists, uh, Sarah Ludi, Sylvain Sailly, and myself. Um, it's a collaboration that started last summer, summer of 2011, with a, an exhibition in New York called Wallpapers New York at 319 Shoals. And basically the project revolves around uh, the production of patterns and animations that are uh, shown online on the Wallpapers websites. The Wallpapers website looks like basically a catalog of patterns that you can navigate through and you can display each pattern in full screen and then these patterns are used for site-specific installations 
for events like New Forms or for other exhibition events or for music events. That's the core of the project. Right now we've released one series where each uh, artist has produced between six and nine patterns. And we're using this series right now throughout a series of exhibitions. And we're hoping that in two months we'll release a new series of patterns. So you'll have series one, series two, series three. And every time we'll just explore different type of uh, imageries within our patterns. And every time there will be uh, different exhibitions that will come after the release of the of the animations online. That's how the project works essentially. And the project, do you find do you feel it works best in combination with other projects or events? Well, I think yes. Yeah, the, the the challenge with the project is to sort of explore that well paper's dimension of our patterns and see what's going to be similar to like a traditional wallpapers and what's going to be different. So the first exhibition was uh, just wallpapers. We had uh, a really large space, like a 3,000 square feet space where we did several wallpapers installation. And there were, uh, I think, five artists that played through the night. So that was exciting to have this, uh, this connection and this combination of two different things happening at the same time. The second exhibition of wallpapers is right now at the Western Front, where there's, it's part of a group show, so there's other works that are installed in the space, so it exists with other works. The great thing about uh, an event like uh, New Forms or working with that specific context is that it it's really going to act like a wallpaper. It's like it's not going to be, people are not going to spend the whole night <laughs> looking at it. It's just going to be part of the decor of the stage, basically, of the setting. And it... It gives us the, the chance to try to really create or suggest a, a different environment, but then it's going to be in the background. There's going to be things happening like the music, people interacting and everything. That's going to be, I think, the, the main focus. I hope people won't be staring at them for four hours straight because that, that'll, probably, that'll probably hurt their eyes if they do that. And that was Nicholas Sassoon. Um, Emma's just looking at my photos of me on Facebook. What a creeper. Mm. So uh, Nicholas uh, Sassoon uh, has quite the number of projects online, so you should definitely check that out. He publishes about once a month, and he has a... Uh, I think they'll be doing a, a new series of wallpapers as well. So uh, whether you like it or not, you'll be checking out his work at the uh, New Forms Festival because he will be on the walls, his work with Sarah Ludi and Sylvain Sally. Um, and if you look at the patterns, what I find really interesting about them is how almost natural and full of movement they do seem and I also really like the theory behind his uh, his series like objects where he breaks down these dream projects, houses and pools that people have put online and he breaks them down to their smallest elements and kind of represents them as these kind of stripped down basic forms um, that was like seven minutes of almost an hour long conversation and if you're interested in digital art and the types of issues behind curating digital art and uh, what he really likes about online publishing and, and a whole bunch of other new form type questions, then please check that out on our Mixcloud over the weekend. I just wanted to uh, thank everyone from New Forms for speaking with us, and I very much look forward to attending the festival this week. But you know what? I won't only be doing that. As much as uh, I definitely encourage, if you're interested in that type of work, to check out the whole weekend, I uh, will be at a couple of places. So I would be happy to uh, have you join us. One of uh, the Arts Reports events that's coming up this weekend is the... Fringe Live Broadcast. We will be broadcasting live from 5 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. from the Peter Lehman Wines stage across from the Fringe Bar at the Agro Cafe. It is the stage at Railspur Alley where you may have been enjoying such bands as Synthcake and the Ballantines and Jay Arner. And we will be doing live artist interviews, music, the 
historically beloved banter between myself and former arts director Adam Yanush. And we will also be having um, some uh, planned spontaneity with uh, performances from various people who come our way. Um, Please join us. Come to see the show and to participate as well. We also on the 30th have the Word on the Street Festival is from September 28th to 30th. And the reason I bring it up so early in the month is because the Arts Report is presenting a panel. Tell Me a Story, Orality and Storytelling in a Textual World is presented by the Arts Report and moderated by yours truly. And from its roots to its modern resurgence, oral storytelling is alive and ever-changing, predating and transcending the written word. So this panel brings together four lively storytellers to <coughs> excuse me to celebrate the unique traits challenges and opportunities of oral storytelling across cultures so please join us for that excuse me i'm so sorry uh Sirish rao and uh dr woodrow morrison Lizzie Carp and Candace James will be joining us. We're just going to take a brief cough break here, and we're going to listen to a few of the sounds of Say So, while uh, Emma tells us a little bit about what's coming up for her, some of her Emma's picks. Hey, you got to hook up the sound, Megan. Wow, I'm going to hook up that sound so hard. And you you get better. All right. um, I'm really, really sad to say I'm working all Saturday during the day. But if I weren't, I would be at the discussion panels at the Waldorf. And it's a free event. Make sure you get there early as it's very limited capacity. Uh, Specifically, panel three, moderated by Jamie Abugov, Light of Sound, uh, Unsound Histories, Martial Hauntologies by Audent, which is Steve Goodman and Toby Hayes. Steve Goodman, for those of you who don't know, is also known as Code 9. I would contend that he is the foremost authority on bass, and I'm really choked to miss it. I might just run away from work. Also, I'd like to please encourage you to go check out Aquarian Foundation, Cloudface, Stingray 313, Code 9, Falcons, <coughs> Chambers, Lego Welt, and don't forget to check out Peter Hag and Tanner Matt at the Visuals Expo. Can we listen to that uh, Larry James song, please? Oh, here it is. Larry James is also a project of Max Ulis and... Max Ulis and... Ryan Tran, a.k.a. Inkwell. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I really like this a lot. Um, I'm very excited. Thank you so much for taking that cough break with Emma's Picks. And uh, we can also uh, check out coming up the Oleo Festival, which will be happening from uh, sorry September 19th until uh, the 23rd. And there's some cool things going on. Uh, while I tell you about them, let's listen to Indiscretion by Aquarian Foundation. So uh, a couple of uh, uh, arts-related things that I'll be checking out. Uh, There will be uh, evenings of art uh, at the Shutter Gallery, Positive Negative, Eck, and the Gam Gallery on Thursday, September 20th. Uh, I'm also excited about the uh, Better Than Something as well as the Alone Up There film. So Better Than Something is at the Waldorf. That is a documentary on Jay Retard. There's also Do Something With Your Life, FDR American Badass, or at the Rio Theater on Friday. And uh, we will be seeing Alone Up There at the Rio Theater on uh, Thursday evening as well at 7 o'clock. Oh, sorry, that's at 10 o'clock after This Is That at 7. Uh, There's also a lot of comedy going on. Uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself is broadcasting live at 7.30 from the Electric Owl. Uh, and that is uh, the podcast with Dave Shunkin Graham Clark, which is probably one of my favorite podcasts. It's on the MaximumFun.org network, so they're making it happen for themselves. And then uh, there is a really cool uh, installation by Sarah Ludi, who we just spoke about for Wallpapers, who will be performing at the New Forms Festival. And she'll be at the Biltmore Cabaret uh, while Julie Duarong and Gang Signs and Twin River play. So that's going to be really cool. 
And uh, I would also, of course, check out Friends of the Show, uh, the Sunday service. Finally, uh, Chronic Tacos Gastown. There will be a uh, screening of the 12-hour film fest where filmmakers only get 12 hours to make their show. Oh, my goodness. So many things coming up. So we are going to have VIF, and we are going to have Olio, and we are going to have a bunch of really cool stuff next week on the Arts Report. That's September 19th. And then on September 26th, we will be having guests from the aforementioned Word on the Street panel. And uh, let me just repeat those people without coughing. Uh, Sarish Rao is a writer from India and directed Terra Books for 11 years. Dr. Woodrow, Woodrow Morrison, who uh, is a Haida elder and president of the Vancouver Storytelling Society, as well as the Northwest Indian Storytelling Association. The Poet Laureate of New Westminster, Candace James. And uh, we also will have uh, Lizzie Karp, who is the co-founder of the Vancouver-based live storytelling series, Rain City Chronicles. And guess what? They are also at Olio. So if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, Rain City, go check them out. We will have reviews on VIF Films. We are sponsoring Frankenstein and Comics College. So we will be reviewing those over the next couple of weeks. Please tune in on Saturday from 5 to 7.45 where we will be broadcasting and just having a good old time at the Vancouver Fringe Festival. And that's another arts report. That was uh, a lot of fun. I really want to thank everyone from the New Forms Festival, Malcolm Levy, as well as Nicholas Sassoon and Evie Jane, Emma Gregory, and Nicole Kai. Thank you for joining us. CITR underscore Arts Report on the Twitter. CITR Arts Report on the Facebook. And we'll see you and hear you. And you'll hear us. And maybe we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you on Saturday and next week. Peace.